It's never about context being in or out. The question is what the relevant context is. How concepts and theories are created within specific contexts. Ceteris non paribus, meaning all other things not being equal. Welcome to Ceteris non paribus, the History of Economic Thought podcast. I am Juan Acosta. And I am Camila orozco Spinel. In this episode, we will present an interview with Annie Cott. She is a professor at the University of Paris 1, Panthéon Safon, and she is the director of the Master Economie et Sciences Humaines, Epistemologie, Méthode, Théorie. This is one of the few master programs that trains historians and philosophers of economics, not only in France, but also worldwide. So we are very happy that Annie agreed to this interview. The interview took place in Bogota on November 28th, of 2017 after the workshop organized by the YSA History of Economic Thought and Philosophy of Economics Working Groups. We start by asking Annie to give us a general overview of the program and its history. Here is what Annie told us. The history of this master is a good summary of some of the recent historiographical changes in the discipline. It was created in the 1970s by Hubert Brochier, who was both professor of economics and quite well-known professor of economics at the University of Paris. There was only one university at that time, and philosopher. And he created the master with two parts. One part, which was philosophy of economics. At that time, this included standard epistemology of economics, like Karl Popper, Thomas Kuhn, but also Ivan Illich, which was at the time an important name, Pierre Bourdieu, Michel Foucault, and there was another part of the master teaching, which was history of thought, which was rather standard and internal at that time. So the students had to, to pick up some elements of both and make their own mix uh, while they were writing a master thesis. When Hubert Brochier retired, after a few years, this master, this program, split into two different programs, which are both Master II and PhD programs, one in standard history of economic theories and one in economics and philosophy, which I could characterize by a few elements. Um, the first element, which is the, the most important difference with the standard HET master, is the refusal of a uniquely internal and teleological history of economics and a quest for what Clifford Geertz called thick history, a thick description of economics. The second characteristic was an emphasis on the strong link between the way economists thought of their discipline as a science since the beginning of economics as an autonomous discipline, borrowing the major epistemological debates in both natural sciences and social sciences of their times, which were chronologically a debate between nominalism and realism, which is a debate between the relationship between the objects of the reality and the concepts that we use to describe them, a debate between induction and deduction, and later induction, deduction, abduction, with the pragmatics, pragmatics term of abduction. A debate, of course, between positive elements and normative elements in the discipline. 
a debate on the demarcation criteria between science and non-science, or more recently, a debate on an absolute conception of what should be truth in economics, or a relative conception of what is truth, what is considered as truth in economics. That is to say, uh, a quest for the conditions, historical conditions of possibility of what is truth in a given discipline. The third element is the necessity to discuss some historiographical debates, not to take part of it, but just so that the students know they exist between internal history, external history, between bottom-up approaches or top-down approaches, between macro theories, global theories or micro theories, between a history of tools, econometrics, experimentation models, or a history of pure ideas, or a history of practices, engineering, which would be interested in how data are built, for instance, versus a history of theories. Uh, the fourth characteristic could be a strong interest or a lineage with the French or the continental philosophical tradition and philosophy of science that runs from Bachelard to Canguilhem, Alexandre Coiré or Michel Foucault. That is to say, a strong interest in the historical structures of knowledge uh, and not only an analytical, philosophical look at science as a ahistorical discipline. The fifth characteristic is a strong interest in some of the postmodern questions, maybe not the postmodern answers, but at least the postmodern questions in social, sociology of science, like David Bloor's strong program, and hence this renewed interest on quarrels or on forgotten theories, of, on minor, uh, uh, marginal theories. Uh, McCloskey's theory on the rhetorics, including a reflection upon the exact role of mathematization or modelization or formalization, the reflections on the styles of thought, or more generally, a look at the techniques of measurement, modelization as a way of shaping questions towards economic reality and economic theories, and hence the answers that the discipline can give to these questions. We also add some reflections on work of Michel Callon and Bruno Latour on the actor network theory of the hybrid systems or the performativity of economic theories. So, so the idea is not to organize a plea in favor of those theories, but just to to tell the students that these debates exist, these questions exist, and that they have to, to think about them. Uh, the sixth element is uh, a quest for an enlarged corpus, a corpus which would be wider than only the corpus of major texts and could include uh, a corpus of engineering texts a corpus of debates on economic policies, a corpus on experimental protocols, debates on experimental protocols, a corpus on the expertise or the, the type of question raised by expertise work, or a corpus made out of textbooks and how economic disciplines is taught to students.
six or seven, I forgot, an interest on forgotten question in the history of economic theories, what was considered as marginal themes, uh, which can enlighten, can enlighten the hard core of economic theories, like slavery, like the discussions on colonization, like education, the role of education in economic growth, or the economic status of women. There has been some, some work done since, I would say, Donald Winch thesis on colonization in the, in the English classical thought. And all those themes are rather interesting in a sort of a Foucauldian uh, methodology to just enlighten the hardcore of, the, of some theories through those margins. Finally, I would describe the master by an interest in the relation which has been woven between economic theories and other disciplines since the beginning of the discipline. This both as a source of metaphors for research, and I can mention here, of course, the work of, of I.B. Cohen, of Phil Mirovsky, and the space where the research frontier in economics is today uh, moving the fastest, uh, on the borders between economics, mostly microeconomics, and neurosciences, or between economics and sociology, psychology, history, geography, anthropology, or political philosophy. But if I'm interested in the, the, the source of metaphors, also physics, the recent development in physics, biology, complexity theory, game theory, and so on. So this raises the question of all the methodological problems raised by interdisciplinarity or economic imperialism or reverse imperialism. And these also are part of the question that we ask the student to think about. Uh, as a consequence, uh, most of our students are more interested in, in 20th century or late 20th century and 21st century corpus than in the 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th century economic theories or economic policies. They also are asked to reflect upon the historiography of an object, that is to say, a historiography which could be written by the authors themselves. I'm thinking of the recent history of macroeconomics wrote by people like Olivier Blanchard or other types of historiography which could be as different as, on the one hand, Michel Devreux's account of recent debate in macroeconomic theories, or on the other hand, what Eric Pinson-Fuchs or Francesco Sergi or Aurélien Gutsmetz dig as historian of economics, taking this reflexivity towards the object that people like Blanchard might have, but in a rather different way. They also are trained to work in the history of tools, econometrics, experiments, computer representation of economics, modelization. Uh, they are trained in the history of some specific themes in economic theories, which are not the classic, the marginalist, the Keynesian, and so on, but that could be the history of poverty, the history of social justice, the history of labor relations which are themes which include both the theories, the tools, the measurement tools, the production of data. So a wide set 
which is by far larger than only the textbooks or the books. And they are also trained in the history of the major methodological debates in the history of the discipline and today. Another thing that they are supposed to deal with is the question of the performativity of economic theories or more generally any types of application or consequences of economic proposition. We also wanted to know about the disciplinary background of the former and current students of the master, whether they are mostly economists, philosophers or sociologists. They come from rather different uh, backwards. Uh, most of them are trained in economic theories, uh, have a basic training in economics. Some of them have both a training in economics and in another discipline, which could be law, sociology, anthropology, history. And some are trained in philosophy, some are trained in sociology, some are trained in mathematics and statistics as engineers. They all share um, a quest for their doubts about economics being a science on the model of the natural sciences. And, and they want to, to raise questions and learn more about the status of both economic theories and economic tools, economic models and economic practices. Aiden went to tell us about the day-to-day -day activities of the students and how they spend their time. They share their times in uh, first attending some classes. So there are some classes offered by the master as proper classes of the master, which deal with the history of methodological debates or epistemological debates, more generally on the social sciences or more specifically on economists. That is, what are the methodological stances of, for instance, Valras and Marshall and uh, Keynes and uh, more recently uh, the Jay Powell and, uh, and experimental economists. So, so these are two, two sides of a general training in the history of the debates. Uh, among economists. They also train on a class on the tools of economics, whether it is economics, such and such type of mathematics, modelization, laboratory protocols. So what is the status of data, of how do you produce data, how do you produce measurement, and, and how do you formalize, how do you shape uh, these data that have been produced in order to produce the objects of economic, of economic theory. They also have classes that I already mentioned on some history of economic themes like social justice uh, or the relation between economics and psychology or some very uh, recent development in identity economics or behavioral economics. And the second part is that they are uh, allowed uh, in the cursors to go and follow uh, different courses in most of the masters in economics in Paris 1, including the master in, in more standard history of economic thought, and some of the masters given in the philosophy department, some of the courses given in the philosophy department, the political science department, the history department, the sociology department, and the classes given in 
a specific institution in Paris called the École des Hautes Études en Sciences Sociales, where, which is a social science uh, PhD or postgrad program offering uh, quite a lot of courses. And people like André Orléans, who is a specialist on monetary theories and problems, uh, has been given since 20 years classes linked to the master and some other classes. So, so the second part is really that we sent them to follow other classes, as we will send the PhD students to follow technical classes, technical courses on their object of research. The third part is um, a discussion first between themselves. I think that there is a community which is important discussions out of the, of the classroom with professors because they, they discuss the, the master thesis topic with many of the teachers. And uh, the discussion with, we always each year have a visiting professor which comes from abroad, which gives sort of new insights on the historiography and the, the different way to deal with economic texts or economic corpus in a historical perspective. And uh, there is a seminar where the PhD students attend, and so they can discuss with the PhD students, because we all go for dinner after, uh, and where uh, different social scientists, which could be economists, historian of economics, historian, philosophers, sociologists, present their research, which uh, are chosen, researchers which are chosen in relation with the basic global themes of the master. So they are confronted with other, with senior other social scientists, and they can, of course, ask questions and discuss and, and follow up the discussion after the conference. And he also told us about the specific academic spaces that students have to interact and discuss their work with PhD students and professors. Uh, another important activity for the students, to answer Eric's question, is uh, a seminar which is organized between the PhD students and the Master II students on the model of the PhD seminar that we have, which is called Albert Hirschman Seminar, and, and the name is important, on, on interdisciplinarity. And so each year the students organize a presentation of the master thesis, which is a work in progress, and are discussed by the PhD students without any professor, any senior, uh, and they definitely have this exchange. And this is important because each year, four to six students engage into a PhD research, not necessarily in Paris 1 because there's no funding for everybody, but different university. And they're all related with this PhD seminar where they, 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 there is the same work between themselves, each one presents a chapter of the thesis, and just two seniors which uh, are there to organize the discussion and with a rule of silence, which is we criticize the text, but outside we tell everybody that the text is perfect. Uh, and this is very useful for research because the, it gets, uh, the people get used to criticism, get used to improving by collective work, and, and this helps in constitute, constituting a real community, a research community among the 
master two thesis student first and the PhD students. And in this master, we definitely believe that research has to be done today in a collective structure, collective institution. As a sign to this collective structure of research, uh, we organized about two years ago a group of research, including most of the former uh, PhD students who now have position all around the world, uh, some newcomers that uh, we chose because they worked in the same type of themes and methodological uh, rules, if I may say, but they are not rules, they're methodological tools, or methodological questions rather, uh, than what uh, we have been doing since 20 years. And this group uh, is called Robert Research in uh, Recent Economic Thought and Methodology. Uh, the acronym is in French, so it's, the <laughs> translation is not Robert. Uh, but the website is both in French and in English, and it gives news of the master classes, of master courses, of the Cercle d'Epistemologie, of the different conferences. We organize more or less at least one conference or one international workshop per year. We also organize a summer school uh, with different scholars, students, PhD students, or young PhD doctors, uh, both from Nice and from Paris 1 and some other universities also, uh, which uh, lasts for one week and is a summer school on, on one theme with sessions on the recent historiography, on, uh, on proj collective projects. So, so the structuring of uh, a group of research and a network, an international network of research, is definitely part of what the master aims at doing. Annie then elaborate on the activities of the invited professors while in residence at the master, and she mentioned some of their names. There are two types of visiting professors. You have people who just come for a conference at the Cercle d'Epistemologie, but who do interact with the students and visiting professor who stay more or less for a month and who discuss both the PhD students and the master students. Uh, you have uh, Kevin Hoover, uh, you had Steve Medema, you had Bruce Caldwell, you had Marcel Bowmans, you have Robert Boyer, you have Michel Devreux for his last book, Claude Ménard and Elodie Bertrand for their last book on institutional economics, uh, you have Judy Klein on her last book, you have different people coming. But the visiting professor who spent more time recently include uh, Haramas from the University of Lausanne. I think he was still in Amsterdam at that time. Uh, Marco Guidi, uh, Francesco Guala, David Terra, absolutely, Pedro Duarte. So we try to take people who are inventive, innovative in the field of history of thought and who come from a different tradition, a different country, and can, can bring a fresh look at the research, uh, both of PhD students and Master II students. And he also told us about the international character of the Master. The Master has become more and more internationalized, which means that we have Colombian students, we have Brazilian students, Chilean students, quite a lot from South America, I must say. Uh, <laughs> but also European students. And hence, 
the courses, part of the courses are in French, some other part is in English, but all the exams can be written in English, some in Spanish, mostly in English, I must say, uh, and uh, the master thesis or the PhD after can definitely be written both in French or in English, with each time an English summary for the French thesis and a French summary for the, the English written uh, PhD work. Uh, and this internationalization is very important because the, the, the visiting professors usually speak in English and the network which is being slowly built through these relations and these different, different generation of students is definitely working well and I think that the, the recent creation of ALAPE, the South American Association for History of Economic Thought is a good example uh, of this network where quite a lot of the founders among the young scholars uh, have been through one of the two masters in Paris One, whether it is the more standard History of Economic Thought master or our master, and, and now they definitely work together uh, with this very innovative and inventive uh, uh, look at the more recent historiographical changes in the discipline. Finally, we asked Annie about the future of the master. Where is it going in terms of topics and approaches to research? This master is, is quite unique because it's very open to interdisciplinarity. Uh, it definitely adopts a, a sort of a modern look at the historiography of the discipline. And it is very open on the recent, from time to time, the recent fashions. Uh, it, could be, it could be fashions, which means that it could be some interest that, that will disappear in a few years. But still, it is what is interesting today. And when the PhD students go to their first conferences, they will see people excited by uh, the quantitative turn or a study of the empirical turn or a new look, a fresh look at behavioral economics or things like that. So, so we try to, to still to, to get our eyes open on, on these novelties. And I think that this will go on because it is uh, when you begin a PhD or when you are in a master two thesis, it is important to, to follow uh, what the young researchers in the field are playing with. So this aspect will definitely stay and I think it answers a need. Uh, the other thing is that being centered on recent economic thought, it will keep, it does have and it will keep strong links with the researcher in the economic department. And hence, when people work on the history of discrimination, on the history of recent macroeconomics, on the history of neuroeconomics, they are definitely in link with some other scholars, their age more or less, some PhD students or young scholars, young researchers, who are interested in those fields. And, and the, the dialogue is, is quite fruitful for both of both groups. So, so I think that this embeddedness in the, in the economic department, the question, the methodological questions that the, the Master II raises and the PhD program raises should continue in the future. And I hope they will. 
You will find all of the information related to this interview in our website. We would like to thank Eric Pinson Fuchs, who was actually part of the interview but whose voice did not make it through the editing process. And we would also like to thank both Eric and Emily Lefebvre for hosting us and Annie during this interview.